Hi everyone, welcome back to Mindfully Moody, your favorite spiritual and self-growth podcast hosted by me, Sarah, and my best friend, Hannah. We are here to drop more of our authentic, aligned wisdom, knowing to you so that you can just feel your absolute best and reach your truest potential. That is why we started Mindfully Moody. So thank you so much for sharing your time with us. We're so excited to have you here. Hey, everyone. It's Hannah. Welcome back. Um, Today, we wanted to talk about just this idea of doing things that make you feel good. So for myself, I have been on this journey of health and business and improving my life and doing all these things and connecting with my intuition. And as I'm on this growth journey, I continue anchoring back to this question of what would my highest self do, right? And this comes up so much. It comes up in dating. It comes up in friendships. It comes up when I'm making a decision to eat breakfast in the morning. It comes up when I wake up and I decide if I'm going to do my morning routine. It comes up on a Friday night when I'm deciding if I'm going to go out and I'm going to get drunk or I'm going to go out and I'm going to go and dance and have fun and not drink alcohol. So every day we have all of these just different decisions that we can make, but I have been recently continuing to anchor back to what would my highest self do because my highest self channeling her makes me feel the best. And that's why I wanted to talk about this episode today because something that's been really on my mind is related to food and nurturing myself. I found myself in this pattern of uh, kind of just like eating unhealthy and not really caring about what I was putting in my body. And my highest self really wants me to eat foods that are nutritious and exercise my body and nurture myself. And I just started feeling this like confliction of like, okay, well, if my higher self is saying this, then why am I not doing this? So that's why I wanted to do this episode for us to talk about why it's important to do things that are good for you. Yes. I love this topic because I've been thinking a lot about this as well. And related to food, also related to movement, also related to alcohol, also related to marijuana, also related to so many things of why we do things that, I mean, not that we're going to like necessarily go into, I'm like, there could be a whole like science episode of like why we do all these things, right? Like, yeah, because our brain you know, is conflicting and wants to do these things because of past patterns and different chemicals that are in our brains, et cetera. But I think that, you know, the idea of focusing on like doing things in our lives that make us feel good. Like if I think about, if I go to bed at night and then I wake up, you know, and I feel a certain way and I usually feel the same way that I I usually wake up in the morning feeling very similar to that that feeling that I had going to bed at night. So this morning, I woke up feeling freaking great. I had a great day yesterday. I nourished my body with foods that made me feel good. I did a great workout. Like I did things that fill my cup. I was in my coaching class. Like 
I had amazing conversations with my boyfriend. I did Reiki on my boyfriend. Like I went to bed feeling peaceful and then I woke up feeling peaceful. That's not my every day. There are many days that I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I ate so much sugar last night and now it's like coming along with me. Here it is again in the next day, you know, and I didn't move and like I didn't get the things done that I wanted to. And then like I'm kind of carrying that feeling along. So how can we do more things that make us feel good to carry that along? Hmm. Yeah, like I said at the top of the episode, like I've been really asking myself this so frequently. Like, what would my highest self do? Because my highest self knows that, you know, when I'm planning for food for a day, like that I should meal prep because if I don't meal prep, then I know I'm going to want to maybe like order lunch or like go and get Chipotle. Not saying Chipotle is unhealthy or bad, but it's just not aligning with my goals right now. And by that act of like always checking in with your higher self or whoever you you channel, maybe it's your best self or your most fit self or your most peaceful self. I am trying to constantly remind myself of like, what would she do? Because sometimes my mind wants to go to like emotional eating, like, okay, I'm feeling bad. So like, let me just go reach for the chips or, you know, I'm feeling stress on this Friday night. So like, let me go out and like take a couple shots to like release this. Like, that's not what my high self would do. (laughs) You're just laughing. My reaction. I'm like, ah, take, it was the couple shots for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like, what's a cup? What's a couple? I'm like, what? (laughs) I hate that. That hurts. And that's a sign from my higher self. Like, just because that doesn't feel good. Like, I want to stop doing things that don't make me feel good because I want to feel good, right? And it's like, you have two options. It's like, okay, you can go out, get drunk, be hungover, be hungover the next day. Or you can go out, have fun, feel amazing the next day. Like, what, what would your higher self do? Yeah, definitely wouldn't be taking the shots at the bar. That's for damn sure. I don't even know if my lowest self would be doing that at this stage, though. But no, I completely agree. I mean, we know the things that make us feel good and the things that don't make us feel good. Yeah. And I think there are maybe some things in the middle that like sometimes they make us feel good and sometimes they make us feel bad. And I think that some of those things are more about like the cadence that you do them versus never doing them again or always doing them. You know what I mean? But I think, you know, everyone, what makes everyone feel good is different. Like what makes me feel good is different than what makes you feel good. Probably not that different with us, but so let's use someone else. What (laughs) makes, you know, Mary that I meet in the coffee shop feel good and me feel good is probably very different. You know, maybe, you know, you like to, I don't know, play a certain sport. Like that's something that really makes you feel good. And that's how you get in your movement. And that's how you feel like you're at the optimal, like, you know, health that you can be. Or maybe someone else is, you know, I, I, eat meat, I eat dairy, like maybe someone else, a lot of people are vegan and that's what makes them feel good. So it's like finding what makes you feel good 
Like, I didn't even know that. For Like, I'm saying we know what makes us feel good. Now, as I'm talking about this, I'm like, for actually a long time, I don't even think I knew what made me feel good. And yeah. I think I went on a journey to define what does make me feel good, you know? Yeah, I'll never forget. We had this conversation, like, probably two, maybe three years ago, where we were talking about exercise and, like, going on walks and going to the gym. Um and there was just this realization where it's like I spent so many years going to the gym, like going to Snap Fitness, whatever, 24 hour, you know, riding the bus in San Francisco, literally dreading hitting the gym. You know that 24 oh hours. Yeah, I'm just like going back to like, oh, like why literally I feel like that brings like a smell to my nose. Like, oh my gosh. Just like note, damp sweat. I saw Scrambled Craig's Instagram. And he was at that 24-hour fitness. <laughs> Anyways. Craig, buddy. Okay. Let- <laughs> Does he listen to this podcast? That's hilarious. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is, like, I dreaded it, right? I also started working, hitting the gym again. Oh, my gosh. I just realized I missed today. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but... Um, Exercise and movement now, the gym is a little bit iffy for me, but like movement, like going on my morning walk with my dog, like a 30 minute walk is necessary for my mental health. Like before I would say like, oh, I have to go on this 30 minute walk. I would dread it because I didn't want to because I was lazy and I was tired and I was finding every excuse in the book. But I I remember we had this like shift where we were talking about and we're like, holy crap, like, no, this doesn't make me feel bad. This makes me feel good. I get outside in nature. I clear my head. I feel more peace. I move my body, which creates these endorphins. It's that mindset shift of why have I been dreading this thing that actually is making me feel really freaking good? Yeah, that is a big mindset shift because, you know, like... It's just the when it's just that shift in perspective of like, wait, I've been telling myself this story about it being like a shitty experience, but like actually once I'm out there, you know, like if you think about your mindset going into like whatever activity we're talking about, let's continue to say a walk. And then like when you're done with it, like you're never feeling shitty at the end, usually. It's like, no, like it uplifted you and it made you feel like you got outside and you got fresh air. And I just want to go back to the gym for a second because I feel like this is, like, an important, like, thing, conversation to have because I think a lot of people feel like they have to go to the gym because society, like, tells us that we have to go to the gym and that's how we should, like, work out and stay in shape and whatever. And I actually am someone that loves to go to the gym. Um, But I think that on this topic of doing what makes you feel good – Please stop trying to force yourself to go to the gym if you absolutely hate it. Hmm. Like, maybe the gym is not for you. That doesn't mean that you're lazy, that you can't stick to a plan. Like, if you've been trying to do something for a long time and every time that you're doing it, it doesn't feel good, find something else to replace that. Like, maybe you're not a gym girly and that's (laughs) fucking cool. You know, like not everyone also like we can't all be in the gyms. There's not enough room, you know, like that's cool. That doesn't mean that you have to say, I, 
I'm committing to now being a lazy couch potato. Like, no, there are so many ways to be active, to get movement in. Like, maybe you end up be being, you know, a hiker. Maybe you just end up taking an hour-long walk three days a week. Like, maybe you do Pilates videos in your house. Maybe you pick up a sport. Like, there is not a one-size-fits-all of, like, what makes me feel good makes you feel good, and everyone should follow that script. Mm. I'm trying to become a gym girly still. I committed myself to doing like, just like literally the commitment is showing up at the gym for three times yeah. this week. Like literally, I don't care if I don't do anything else, but I just want to show up there. If that means yeah. walking in and walking out, so be it. But like just me, because I realize when I'm strong, like we were talking about this last week, but like when I'm strong, like I feel so good when I can like feel my muscles flex. Like I want to do more weightlifting, but that makes me feel good. Like how my body ends up, right? Because then you feel strong and you feel good. Um, But I wanted to also talk about food because, you know, I think that you and I, we both have really struggled with food in the past, right? And doing like binge eating Mm -hmm. and stuff. And that's why I wanted to talk about this topic because if we, if I probably we can have that shift in like movement feels good. So I'm going to do more of that. I'm, I'm wondering where that block is for me with food, right? Because I'll make amazing food and I'll think it's delicious and then I'll eat it and I'm like, oh, it's so good for me, but I don't have that consistently. And so that's what I'm kind of looking to get as well is like, I, I want that mindset around food of in the past, my mindset was like, oh, healthy is not good, right? But mm. I've shifted that now where like healthy is good healthy is nutritious healthy is giving me energy um and i just think that we can have this shift in a lot of different places in our life but a lot of times our mindset blocks us right so for example my highest self could know that you know eating the chicken with rice and vegetables like is good for me and it's going to make me feel good but i can have a mindset block or an emotional trigger that doesn't allow me to follow through with that. So I wanted to talk about, you know, why do we do things that not necess- that don't necessarily make us feel good, even though we know what result we want to have? Yeah, I mean, that's a really layered <laughs> question because everyone in society does that. Like, why do people smoke cigarettes when they know that you can die from smoking cigarettes why do people do drugs when they know that you can die why do people eat junk food when they know that junk food can increase your chance of having a heart attack why do we you know like i feel like there's actually i i wish that okay let me just put this as a plug in here we would love to have a scientist of some sort a neuroscientist on the podcast it would be really hard to get someone that has a big following if you know someone that would like to talk about this topic or you have an idea for us, please reach out to us because I would actually love to have someone on to talk about like the actual chemical reason why we do do these kind of things. Um, but I mean, my idea is obviously releasing certain chemicals. Like we need those dopamine hits. And for us, like I was reading recently about like when we do something of like let's say you know you want to eat a a, a shake shack i'm saying this i just had it the other day you want to eat shake shack it's like (laughs) 
literally <laughs> the idea of eating Shake Shack is what releases the dopamine. It's not even actually eating Shake Shack that does it. Like it's just like you get the idea and you latch onto it and like then you're doing it, you know? So it, I feel like we also like I certainly feel like myself, I have a lot of unwiring to do from past um f- like constant like cycle of like fad diets and feeling like this restriction of like no, I can't have this food and the just like if you think about when you resist like if if you think about how we talk about like personal development self-growth of like resisting resisting and resisting something for so long like it just keeps you in that cycle and I think that we've both probably been kept in that cycle for a long time and it's like just that rewiring process that we have to do mm-hmm. in order to get to doing the things that make us feel good more often yeah yeah definitely a lot of the rewiring I think a lot of things also can be like emotional triggers that cause us to fall into some of these coping unhealthy coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. to try to escape the uncomfortable emotions that we're feeling right so if I'm having a stressful day at work and then I see myself in the kitchen it's like then I want to binge and then I want to eat unhealthy food or you know it's known in society you've had a stressful day at week okay go to happy hour and have a glass of wine or do things to unwind, right? So I think there's something to say about having practices in your life that you could use that are healthier alternatives than things that aren't going to make you feel good in the end, right? So something that I've been doing the past couple of weeks is like, I have such a sweet tooth. And like, I think eating ice cream, having cake every now and then is great, right? Celebrate, have fun, enjoy it. But you can't do it every night. You can, but... My highest self doesn't want me to do that every night. So finding a healthier alternative. So I've been making this like yogurt with like protein and then like having like a little bit of drizzled chocolate on it. But like it was that simple replacement of replacing something that's a little bit of a healthier option that can give me that plug of when I'm like feeling like, oh, I need this. Um, But I think just as well, like slowing down and having mindfulness throughout your day can really help. To try yeah. to make a more mindful decision in the moment when you are feeling feeling something like, okay, I'm feeling this urge that I want to do something that my body won't thank me for later. Okay, what do I actually need right now? Okay, maybe I need to like go on a walk and like get outside of nature. Maybe I need to like put my feet on the ground and get grounded and remember that I'm safe. So having that general awareness and being mindful is a big tool that can help you like when you have these decisions come up of like, okay, what should I make? Should I make this decision or that decision? What would my highest self do? Even that question of saying that out loud can help you go down the road of making the decision that you're going to thank yourself later for. Yeah, I think what's coming up for me is like the break in routines, like what you just said of like, what do I, what do I really need? And so last night, you know, I, I, I'm trying to intentionally break my evening routine lately, which my evening routine has been like start making dinner at like seven ish, you know, usually make dinner with with my boyfriend and then we eat dinner and like then we just sit down and like watch a show and then we just go to bed. And I'm really 
over it, quite frankly. And I think that it leads me to like, it puts me in that mindset of like, now I want to like eat sugar and because I'm sitting here and this is what I've been doing my whole life since I was a kid sitting on the couch at night and eating sugar, you know, and I, I am not someone that believes in like cutting anything out in a diet. I feel like that's what has led me to be in a cycle of dieting for my life. Like I don't want to cut out sugar at all. I want to enjoy it in like I want to enjoy it, which is why I don't want to eat it every day. You know, when you do something every day, it's like you don't enjoy it as much always when you're especially talking about eating. Um, but anyway, so last night I was like, OK, I want to do a Reiki session on Reza. And so after dinner, like we sat down and like we did that and like we had a show playing like low in the background and like I did it for like almost an hour and it made him feel so amazing. It made me feel amazing. And I literally had no cravings. I had no, like, I completely disrupted my routine. I got into doing something else. I wasn't like, oh my God, I had the longest day ever, like I usually do, and convinced myself why I should, like, sit on the couch and, you know, eat a pack of Oreos. Um, and yeah, so I think there's a lot in, like, disrupting your routine, doing things that make you feel good but are not your everyday thing. And like tonight, I want to do something different, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yes. I love that you brought that up. Like, and let me just say, you are not alone with the the nighttime routine because I do the exact same thing. And I'm feeling, why are we so aligned? Because I'm also feeling like, okay, let's shake it up. Like even I have like, people will be like, oh, you want to do something like tonight after work? And like, I don't know, like I need my, my time to decompress and eat dinner and like have my dessert after dinner. And it's like, why do I need that? Like if if I'm really thinking about it, it's like, there's like this sense of comfort behind it. Right. Like, or safety. And yeah, yeah, definitely comfort and safety. Yeah. And I think it, it, like you said before, it goes to like deconstructing a lot of stories of the past. Okay. And, like, knowing that, like, I'm safe without these things. I think that there are a lot of emotional, like, re-healings to do, at least on my side. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we're never going to be perfect. But I think it's just that intentionality behind it of, like, I want to, you know, do better. I want to feel good. I want to be the best version of me. And so that's why we wanted to talk about this today because... Yeah, there's always an opportunity for you to channel your better self and remember who you are, the person that you truly want to be. And think about that next time, you know, you have a decision, a decision to make. Really ask yourself, what would your best version of you do? I want to leave you with a piece of data that I think is very important related to this topic which is we live 95% of our lives repeating the patterns that are in our subconscious mind. So the like, why do I like sit on the couch every night and watch the same show and want a snack? Or like, why do I keep doing, why do I go out every Friday and get drunk and then the rest of my weekend is ruined and I'm feeling like guilt and shame and why do I yell at people when I know that I'm gonna feel guilty about it later? Because that is how your brain is wired and you are repeating the patterns 
just like the rest of us. And that's why we're talking about intentionality and saying, what would my highest self do? What would the best version of me do? Because what that does is it allows you to interrupt the pattern that is in your subconscious mind and step into your consciousness and make a decision from who you are today. Not from who Sarah was 10 years ago, right? Which is a lot of the shit that we repeat. Sarah 25 years ago, shit, you know? So that is why this topic I think is so important. So this was a short one, but hopefully informative and helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Take good care of yourself. Fill up your cup. Do the things that make you feel good. And we'll see you next week.